Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. for the privilege of studying your word together and we do in the mighty name of Jesus to give you thanks to Father God for the privilege of walking with you and serving you. And Father, we ask that your, our ears are touched and anointed by the Holy Ghost to hear, our hearts to receive and our minds to be open. And I thank you for making my tongue as the pen of a ready writer to proclaim the truth of your word in demonstration of the spirit and the power that our hearts will be touched and our lives will be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Isaiah 40, verse 28 is what we're going to look at. We're talking about ministering to the Lord and how to minister to the Lord. And we are going to continue along this line until you can't stand for by reason of the cloud. Amen. How's that? Isn't that good enough? Hallelujah. There's uh, different ways to minister to the Lord. You minister to the Lord through praise, through worship, and communion. And we talked about those things. Praise, worship, and communion. Praise brings the presence of God. When His presence is manifested, you worship. In that place of worship, you enter into the holiest through intimacy. There's communion. There's the moving of His Spirit. And when His Spirit moves, you move with Him. You get direction. You get exchange of strength. And that's what this verse talks about. Let's read it. Verse 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. Wait means to bind together by twisting. To intertwine with God. Intermingle with God. They that wait, bind together by twisting upon the Lord. Shall renew or exchange. Exchange their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In other words... As we wait upon the Lord in this fashion of praise and worship and communion, there is a divine exchange that takes place in the spirit realm. And we absorb His strength and we give up our strength. See, there's an exchange that takes place. And it's in that holiest place that this exchange occurs. Now, our first obligation as individuals and as a church body is to minister to the Lord. We are first to minister to the Lord, and then we minister to men, and then we minister unto the world. In other words, we minister to God first, and then we have the ability to minister to one another in the body of Christ, and then we minister unto the world, just as Jesus did. You'll notice that Jesus never went forth to minister without first ministering to His Father. He would spend time with Him in, in prayer, time with Him in fasting, time with Him, I'm sure, in praise and singing of psalms and worship. And then He would come down from the mountain and there'd be multitudes right there. 
and he'd minister to each and every one of their needs. He put it proper. He did not try to minister to men without, first of all, ministering to the Lord God. And beloved, that's exactly what God's expecting of us, that we first minister to Him and wait upon Him, and then everything that we do will be of the Lord. Everything we set our hearts and hands to do will be ordained of God. We'll come fresh from the fire of His presence, so hot, amen, that the warmth of it shall be felt by those around us. We're not talking about doing it in our own strength or ability. We're talking about doing it in the strength of God. And if we take time to minister to Him and wait upon Him, beloved, I believe He would unfold His secrets. I believe He would reveal His will and His plan and His purposes. I believe He'll show forth the way that we should go, direct us in, as to what we should do, if we'll just wait upon the Lord. You see, there's a tendency for us to get ahead of God. And getting ahead of God means we're going to do it in our own strength. And if you do it in your own strength, you know what he said here? You'll weary. You'll faint. Can't do it in your own strength. Can't do it in your own ability. Can't do it no matter how intellectual you are. You can't do it with what you have. There has to be something imparted to you that God has to sustain you, to uphold you, to lift you up to direct you, to guide you, to propel you. Amen. And then you see, when you come from that place of His presence and you go forth, you've got something behind you. You've got something moving you. Glory to God. And it's not intellect. It's not your personal plan. I'm telling you, it's Holy Ghost ordained. It's Holy Ghost imparted. It's Holy Ghost manifested. Amen. Now, look at Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, if you would, please. Luke, chapter 2. Anna ministered unto the Lord. Anna waited upon the Lord. Anna gave herself unto the Lord. In other words, everything that she did, she did fresh from the presence of God. She wasn't going to act in her own ability. She wasn't going to act in her own power. She wasn't going to go forth to do anything until, first of all, she heard from heaven. Until, first of all, she got so consumed by the fiery presence of the living God that she knew that what she had to give came from the throne of God. It was not something that she would do on her own. It was not something that she would just try to accomplish, even though it was good. If it wasn't God, it wasn't good enough for her. Look at verse 36. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God or ministered to God with fasting and prayers night and day. Notice where she spent her time, in the presence of God, in the temple. That's where the presence of God was. And she wanted it so badly, she stayed there night and day. Hallelujah. Fasting, praying, ministering to God, serving Him. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake... Now this is when Jesus was brought to the temple to be dedicated. 
by his parents, remember? And coming in that instant, she gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She began to talk about him. Why? She had a revelation of him. Why? Because she spent her time in the presence of the Lord and in that place of ministering unto the Lord in the holy place, praise God, she had her eyes open, she had her heart open, she had an understanding of who the Messiah was, and she recognized Him, and she knew of Him, and she could explain to those that were looking for redemption what He was all about, and what God was doing, and why did God give this revelation to Anna? Because she was a prophetess? No, because she ministered unto the Lord, because she served Him day and night. She stayed in His presence, and she worshipped Him, and she honored Him, and she glorified Him, and refused to say anything she didn't hear from God. She wasn't acting in her own stead, in other words. And God opened up her eyes to His plan. And what she did was not of the soul. It was of the Spirit. And saints, too much of what is going on today is of the soul and not enough of the Spirit. I want to take us beyond the soulish realm into the innermost court of God. I want us to enter into the holiest place of God until we are so consumed by the mighty presence of God we can't stand to minister for by reason of the cloud. There is such a holy place, this place is such a holy place, such a holy habitation for God that when people walk through those doors they'll be in awe of the presence of God and just fall under the power when they walk in. I'll tell you what I had that happen when I was at Ramah. Uh, one, oh my goodness, on this one occasion... The, the glory of the Lord so filled the place. This was in a classroom setting. And, and someone was teaching and then talking and then someone else was sharing. And during the time of that sharing, the person sitting next to me, the Holy Ghost came on her and she said, what should I do with it? I said, the time is right right now. Just go ahead and up there and just give what you have. And she went up there and she said, the Lord just wanted me to minister unto you. And you know, people can be flaky. We understand that. But this wasn't something flaky that was being done. This was God. And as she went up there and went to lay hands on this person, the person immediately fell under the power of God, lying on the ground. Then someone else walked up and, and said something to her and boom, got real close to her. And she, that person fell under the power of God also. And then they got wind of it down at another classroom, what was going on. And they, so they sent the troops in to stop this you know, wildfire that was going on. And so people started walking up to the front. They thought they were just going to get the, the person and take them out of the classroom. And boom! They fell out of the power. Could not get near this person. And anyone that tried to get near this person just boom, like they ran into a brick wall and fell flat on the floor. I mean, the presence of God was so divinely manifested and profoundly manifested, you couldn't get near this person until the Spirit of God left and it lasted for, for over an hour. And it was just a tremendous move of God and manifestation of God. There's no reason why we can't have that kind of manifest presence of God if our hearts are in worshiping Him and ministering unto Him. Every successful ministry is backed up by worship and praise of God. I'll tell you something. People don't want to hear what you have to say until you've been in His presence. Until you've sat in His presence. It doesn't matter how intellectual we are. It doesn't matter how well we can put together words. What matters is, are you on fire? Have you come from the presence of God? Have you ministered unto Him? Has He ministered back unto you? And is the Holy Ghost moving you to do what you're doing? To say what you're saying? Hallelujah. And that's why the Lord spoke to her and ministered unto her, because she ministered unto Him.
So you see, beloved, it's up to us if we want to do it or not. I know some people, when you say you're going to minister to and, and worship and praise the Lord God, they figure, oh, I don't want to go to that kind of a service. But yet they want from God. I said they want from God. They want things from God. You can't get it without going into the holiest place of all. And so we've got to get in there. And how do we get in there? We praise Him. I mean, when we talk about praise, we're talking about the trumpet. We're talking about the timbrel and dance. We're talking about the string instruments and organs. We're talking about the loud cymbals, the high-sounding cymbals. And with all of our breath and the shout, we're talking about praising God. Because we see what wonderful things He has done in a firmament of His power. And we're talking about praising God with all that is within us, oh my soul. We're talking about praising God. See, and that praise of God for who He is and what He has done, it brings His manifest presence. And oh, whenever you see the manifest presence of God, oh, you just see people bowing before the Lord and falling on their faces and lifting up holy hands and standing in awe of Him and just giving Him the glory that is due His name. That moves you into that place of worshiping Him for who He is. See, praise brought the presence, but worship now because it's here. Hallelujah. And your heart is just spilling over with glory and thanksgiving unto your loving Heavenly Father. And you see Him in His, His beauty, high and lifted up, and His train filling the temple. And the angels are crying, Holy, and you join in crying, Holy. And now you're ushered into the holiest place of all, where there's communion, where there is waiting, where there is exchange, divine exchange, when there is intertwining. Remember that word back there in Isaiah 40? They that wait, intertwine. To bind together by twisting, that's what happens. There's a binding together by twisting, and you twist it together. Just like a, you ever see something that's braided, like that. It's a binding together, though, by twisting. You're interacting, intermingling with the Lord. And man, this activity is giving place to something powerful, something dynamic. And so, beloved, there's a lot of good things to do, but we want God things to do. And if we'll enter into this place of praise and worship and ministering unto the Lord until there's holy communion with God in that holiest place, I'm telling you, we'll have God things to do and not just good things to do. Things ordained by the Spirit of God. Direction given to us. Opening up our eyes of understanding. Enabling us to see what He would have us to see. Beloved, Sometimes we too lightly quote that verse in Zechariah 4, 6, Not by power nor by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And we come up with our own plans. We come up with our own programs. We come up with our own ideas, our own ways of doing things. And they're not God's ways, God's plans, God's ideas. God's not ordaining that. Well, beloved, it's time to say, no, no, that's not what we want. It's not what we want. We can go to school. We can learn all the programs. We can have all the intelligence we want. And on paper, it all looks good and sounds good, but I'm telling you, only what comes from the throne of God is what counts. That is what God wants us to do. And there is no substitute for getting in that place to getting a hold of, and getting a hold of it. We have got to enter in. We have got to sit in His presence. We have got to wait on Him. We have got to minister. We want healing. We want power. We want glory. We want deliverance. We want the best that God has to offer. All we've got to do is give Him all that we have to offer. All of our praise. All of our worship. All of our, our communion with Him. And what happens? I'll tell you what. By faith, He's there. He touches you and changes you and does something on the inside of you. You'll never be the same ever again. 
It won't be your might. It won't be your power. It will be the Spirit of the living God. It won't be your abilities. It won't be your talents or mine. It will be the power of the Spirit of the living God who is manifested. Just like back there under the Old Covenant, they didn't move unless the, the, the cloud moved or the fire moved. They moved when the Spirit of God moved. They stopped when the Spirit of God stopped. And we've got to be sensitive to that moving and that stopping of the Spirit of the living God. And that's how we do it. We've got to get in there and find out where He's going and follow Him. He is to lead, we are to follow. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, this is the hour of the Spirit of God moving upon the earth. This is His dispensation. And we are to flow with Him. We are to move with Him. We are to act with Him. I'm telling you, and in that place of Holy Communion, when He moves upon our hearts and minds, He is going to give us the word to speak and the thing to say and the whatever to do. And it will be ordained of Him. And you talk about a fire that will send you out. Oh, I'm telling you. It'll just set you ablaze, fervent in your spirit, and you'll know that it's the hand of God that's upon you to carry out the purpose of the will of God. And I'll tell you, you'll go up with boldness. You will go with enlightening, the enlightenment that comes from God. You'll have illumination. You'll understand what it is that God would have you to do. Just like Anna here. She knew because she was in that place of His presence. And you won't weary. I said, you won't weary. I said, you won't weary. There's no burnout in the presence of the living God. There is no place for a burnout in the presence of the living God. Why? Because have you not read? Have you not heard? Our God doesn't faint. He doesn't weary. He doesn't cave under the pressure. Does He? No. And so if you're living in that place of His presence, if you're walking in that place of His presence, if you are doing what He's ordained for you to do, you will not weary. But He says, you will have an exchange of strengths. You will absorb His power. You'll absorb His ability. You'll absorb all that He has to empower you to do what He's called or equipped you to do. And you'll go forth and you will do it in the power and strength of His might. And He doesn't weary. And He doesn't faint. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. Beloved, there's coming a time that we have to all fulfill. And that time is this. We've got to get into the presence of the living God. We've got to get into our place, that prayer closet. We've got to shut that door behind us and say, Father God, I am not coming out. I am not coming out until I get from you what I want. Until I receive from you what I need. Until I have what it is that you want me to do with my life or whatever direction it is that you have. And I'm coming in. I'm going to start with praise. I'm going to praise you with all my might. I'm going to then enter into worship when your manifest presence comes. And I'm going to worship you and minister unto you with all my love. And then I know I'll have that place of communion as you begin to speak to me, as you begin to empower me, as you begin to in intermingle with me, as we begin to bind ourselves together by twisting, and all oh, I will absorb from you what is necessary, and then I will come out. But before that, I will not come out. Hallelujah. It's like taking a hold of a, of a brand in fire. Did you ever see that? That thing starts to get hot. Put it in that red-hot fire, you better have a glove on. Because soon enough, it's going to come up, that stem. It's going to get hot and hotter and hotter and hotter until, if you're not careful, it'll burn your own hand. You stick that thing in there, you see, when you get so close to the fire, what happens? It's absorbed, isn't it? And that thing gets hot. Man, you're going to get so close to the fire of God's presence. You're going to get so in tune with Him, you will begin to absorb. All this in that place of His presence. And then you too will get fired up. You too will absorb His strength. You too will absorb His ability. Hallelujah. 
Amen. There's a place, look at Ezekiel, if you would, please. And this is where we need to be. Chapter 44. There's a place that God wants us to be, and that's in His presence, to minister unto Him and worship Him before we do anything for Him to minister to others. And God wants us to know that. And, and saints, if you have a ministry, if you're working in any kind of a ministry here at the church, let this be unto you something that will give you direction and guidance with regard to entering into your ministry with a greater manifestation of God's anointing. Because it will absolutely revolutionize what you're doing for God. We can't put anything above our ministry to the Lord, including ministering unto people, no matter how good it is. God wants to be first. I said God wants to be first. As a church, the same is true. We want to minister to people. And sometimes we just continually give ourselves to ministering unto people. But beloved, God wants to be ministered to first. And our effectiveness in ministering to people is determined by our effectiveness in ministering unto the Lord. And the more effective we are in ministering to Him in His presence, then the greater effectiveness we're going to have to ministering to God's people. And I'm talking about with the genuine power of the living God. In Ezekiel chapter 44, beginning at verse 10... These Levites were guilty of putting other things before their ministry unto the Lord. And we see something that we can relate to with regard to our kingly and, and priestly ministry here in the New Testament time. Verse 10, And the Levites that are gone away far from me, when Israel went astray, went, which went astray with astray away from me after their idols, they shall even bear their iniquity. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having charge at the gates of the house, and ministering to the house. They shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people. They shall stand before them to minister unto them, because they ministered unto them before their idols and caused the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. Therefore have I lifted up my hand against them, saith the Lord God, and they shall bear their iniquity." And they shall not come near unto me, and they shall not come near unto me, and they shall not come near unto me. They can minister to the people, they can minister to the house, but they shall not come near unto me to do the office of a priest unto me, nor to come near to any of my holy things in the most holy place, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. But I will make them keepers of the charge of the house for all the service thereof and for all that shall be done therein. They can serve there, but they can't be close to me. Because they put other things. They were still Levites. And you see, they could have been there, but listen, look at the next verse. 15. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me to minister unto me, and they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith the Lord God. They shall enter into my sanctuary, and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me, and they shall keep my charge. 
Now, I don't know about you. I'd rather be in that place. And the thing is, this Zadok actually means just or the righteous. And we can look to what that means in our lives today. We are the just. We are the righteous. We are righteous kings and priests before God because of the blood of Jesus. We have been called to the holiest place of all, to enter in the holiest place of God and minister unto the Lord God before ministering unto anyone else. And because we are righteous and because we have access, we can enter in. And if we will but keep that charge and minister unto Him, beloved, He has promised to exchange Himself with us, to give of Himself to us, to give of His power, of His ability, of His strength, to fill us up to overflowing in that most holy place. Now, because these others try to minister to others in their own strength and ability, they were no longer permitted to be near the Lord. But those that stay there and minister unto Him, He welcomed them back to come time and time again and empowered them to do whatever they needed to do. And that's what He's calling to us to do. Don't try to minister to others without first ministering unto the Lord. Because you see, you'll go out and do it in your own strength. But if you'll get into His presence and minister unto Him through praise, worship, and communion, then bless the Lord God Almighty in that holiest place. The Holy Ghost is going to come on you. The Holy Ghost is just going to get a hold of you. The Holy Ghost is going to just set you ablaze on fire. He is going to open up the plan of the Father to you. He is going to give direction to your spirit, illumination to your mind. He is going to empower you, equip you, enable you, impart to you, and manifest Himself in you. And you will go forth not in the power nor the might of your strength, but by the power of His strength. And you will change things around your life, around your house, where you live, in your church, are you ready? I can't stand it any longer. I can't take it anymore. I want in. How about you? Will you go there with us tonight? Let's do it. Praise and worship team, come on up here. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, we minister unto Him. We, we, we t- together read His Word. We fellowship around the throne. He ministers to us. He exchanges what He has with us. Hallelujah. That's what this is all about. We don't move unless He moves. We don't speak until He speaks. Glory to God. Beloved, everything we have to do in ministry begins right here. This will be the most important facet of our ministry that is ministering unto the Lord. And I'm I'm expecting these... On Sunday nights, I'm expecting the crowds to grow... Because I expect us to enter in accurately into the holiest presence of God. And the more we practice it, the sooner we'll be able to do it. Until I believe when we walk through those doors, we're going to, have a, we're going to see a glory cloud waiting for us. Because we are committed to minister to Him tonight. Not to be ministered to, but to minister to Him tonight with everything we have. Amen. Amen. Praise, worship, communion. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. 
and I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.